You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Hello, this is the RUV English podcast. I'm Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your company. Today we talk about and look at film. I'm joined by Odni Sen today here at the Icelandic Film School. Or Odni, if we want to say that in Icelandic, we would say it as... Kvikmyndaskóli Íslands. That's the one, yes. So thank you very much for your time. There's a lot to talk about, but I want to start with something that I was struck by, something that I saw that you did. You offer film education sessions uh, for young people, for, for children, which I think is really fascinating because so many people, I guess particularly children, will just watch films passively. They won't really critically think about what they're seeing, maybe. No, I, I, I teach all ages from and also of kindergarten, the, the last two um, classes in kindergarten. So they come um, very young and I also uh, and I teach the whole age group up to um, Lise, you know, and um, to 18 years old. Because when I was very young in the UK, we used to go to the cinema on a Saturday morning from the age of five or six. I don't know whether that still happens now. Do children still go to the cinema as much as they did? Yeah, I think they, they do. But I think they go to see sort of um, um, Hollywood mm. sort of or, or Disney movies. Yes. And um, sort of I am trying to offer them some kind of alternative. Right. Because um, I show them lots of films that we have um, copyright, copyright license to in Bioparadis. Mm -hmm. And I also teach them um, cinema literacy yeah. and how to approach the medium, you know, uh, critically. Mm. Like for the youngest, and the, everybody has a, a PowerPoint presentation for everyone. And I talk to them about um, the approach of the director and what he or she had in mind mm -hmm. when making the movie, how the story comes from, how it developed. And I show that with clips. I, I tell them what special effects are, how it developed. And sometimes I show them the history of cinema and uh, the history of uh, special effects. Yes. Because it's extremely difficult to teach young children mm. how to approach movies with critical eyes because they, lo they love going to the movies so much, they just want to have fun. Yes. So, I, I, sorry, go on. So that was my biggest mm. challenge. I was going to say, I suppose, with film, though, and with cinema, particularly with the big blockbusters, it's about having that adventure on the screen. It's about getting away from reality, isn't it? So do, do some children, are they perhaps uh, a bit taken aback when they, when they have it deconstructed in that way, when you, um, when you show them what's going on behind the screen, so to speak? They are, uh, but they are interested. Mm. They are interested. <clears throat> And uh, they like to sort of know more, but mostly they like to watch the film. Yeah. And, and that is sort of has been uh -huh. the challenge. I originally started this project uh, much, uh, it, it dates sort of much uh, longer back when I was working for the film, uh, hist um, film museum, mm. Icelandic film museum. And we had... 
um, every year we had a Chaplin movie with uh, live music. Uh, we had other movies as, as well, but this was sort of family children, and it yeah. became increased, extremely popular. Yeah. And this, this um, I started in 1998, uh, and it was sort of running until 2006 okay. and then I because I noticed as a teacher I was then teaching at university and I noticed that the young people I was teaching they didn't have any sort of background they didn't know uh, anything um, they didn't know who Ingmar Bergman was, or they did had very limited sort of um, knowledge of Hitchcock mm -hmm. or Chaplin. So I was wondering, this has to stop. Mm. And um, I wanted to sort of get them to know. And before, with, with, with this Chaplin um, symphony orchestra yes. sort of events we i had a lot of um i had sometimes a symposium and we talked about i had one on hitchcock as well just to sort of um, tell the young people sort of something about the movies and how chaplin mm. approached and also his um uh, his childhood, mm. which is amazing you know because he was so poor and how he sort of came out yes. of this really being poor and how he remained poor because he was always the Trump and yes. in his mind. And these are really interesting stories to tell anyone of any age. But have you found that when you've taught people in this way, particularly young people and children, do they have an interest in becoming filmmakers themselves? Is that what this is about? Or is that a is that an extra bonus if it happens, do you think? It's an extra bonus if it happens. Yeah. It's for every ages. I just want to say that they are extremely interested in the background of the of film directors. They really are. And they show sort of great interest in that. Uh, I also have uh, what I call Kvikmynda um, Smithia, that sort of, it's like I talk about the history of cinema mm. from beginning and how it all started and um, how special effects were made and go all, all the way up to yeah. here. And I like to uh, combine so something old with new. So when I'm talking to them about the German expressionist uh, movement, uh, not like Nosferatu, and they like that because he's a vampire, <laughs> I connect it with uh, Tim Burton's movies, which yes. are all influenced by the German expressionism. Let's talk about Icelandic cinema, because I think film is another area in which Iceland really punches above its weight, doesn't it? A yes. small country with a really significant cultural reach. If someone is interested in the idea of finding out more about Icelandic cinema, where would you recommend they start? Because there have been some big international hits. Rams is the one that pops to mind for me from yeah. the last couple of years ago. But there are others, of course. Where are some good places to start? Well, I would say um, the film uh, the film museum and Roof has quite a selection. It has a good da database mm. of, of all the films 
So, um, and uh, in Bioparatis, we try to screen as well um, as many Icelandic films as we can. Mm -hmm. And I try to get at least one Icelandic film a semester, but it's very difficult because it's so difficult to get mm. the rights. You mean it's difficult to persuade directors to let you, you show the films and study show them? the film, yeah. yeah. Why is that? I think I have been in the middle of um, sort of... Um, middle of a conflict okay. between the Ministry of Education and film directors who want, and rightfully so, want to get... Um, money for their copyright use mm -hmm. and i this is of course for this is of course tutorial rights yes yes and there is no admission fee and nothing you know and in fact i could screen films just based on that but mm. out of respect for the icelandic filmmakers yeah. i don't do not do it. I want them also to be present yes. and uh, talk about the film. And this has been a highlight. Well, tell me about the directors then that have been present and the films that you have been able to show and how they've gone down and how you've taught them. Uh, yeah, Ram, like the one you mentioned. Mm. Um, I've always had, in, uh, I've been in very good relationship with uh, the director and he was unavailable for talking, but uh, I knew a lot about the film and because I really liked it. I also had Hjartastet, Heartstone. I, mm. I'm, I'm not sure. Yes, it's great. It's a, it's a wonderful film. Yeah, it is, and and especially for for children. Yes. I mean, um, or teenager, and they were really interested. And they, we had one of the producers coming as a guest, and you know there were. There was so much demand for that show. Yes. And then I had, um, uh, then I, I once did Astro, uh, Astro, Astropia, and I really like, and I had uh, the director with me who was sort of telling them about the sort of historical history enactment mm. and, and that kind of uh, fantasy world. And, and then I had. Isolt um, Uggadóttir with Breathe, Breathe Normally and she has been twice a guest to uh, and, and has sort of offered the copyright with no problems yes. so um, that has been really great so, so more of that would be good that, so more <laughs> of that I'm really trying yeah. but yeah. it's very hard when I keep getting no uh, mm. because of this this yeah. conflict that I'm it's, sort of seems to be in the middle of. It, it's a shame and it, it sounds like and hopefully it is just an administrative problem that it will is. be solved at some point. And these screenings take place at Bioparadies? They, they yeah. do, yes. And, well, go on. And then I have also uh, been able to invite Valtis Oskarsdóttir, who's one of our best sort of editors uh, to um, and that is for the sort of older um, children, you know, mm -hmm. in Lise, and she has, she, for instance, she edited Festen by Thomas Winterberg, or the celebration, and she talked about the whole sort of process, and so that is also a big thing, and uh, a highlight sort of for the students. 
On Bioparadis itself, it was in some difficulty a few years ago. Mm. Happily, it pulled through and it retains its place at the heart of the city in more ways than one. That was a nervous time, wasn't it, I think? It was a very difficult time. Yeah. And, um, and, of course, you know, we just had to keep fighting and hope for the best and write letters and talk yeah. to the administration and that is notoriously difficult. Yes. Um, that is like when I began the project in 2010, I didn't have one, I had one, I had one sponsor, the American Embassy. And I had, I was showing the kit to some, some elementary school students who really loved the introduction and the movie. Yeah. So um, I had, then there came three years of negotiation with city and state and then finally we got mm. the grant to, to do it so now I hope it's becoming a part of yeah. um, you know school, normal school education mm -hmm. also one point which I really sort of stressed that is that the students of all ages they can see the movie in, in the best possible sort of uh, quality yes. in a movie theatre. I mean, and instead of in a school, sort of crammy schoolroom. Just going back to Bioparadis, these screenings take place in that cinema. Absolutely. As they're supposed to be seen. But Bioparadis is a beautiful traditional space as well. So the, the surroundings probably do add even more to the experience of studying the films. Yeah, I would like to think so. Mm. And they really like... They really like that and they really love coming. We have the same sort of schools coming over and over and over, but this is the all the schools. And sometimes we get schools from out of the country who sort of decide to go and pick something and come and, uh, and sort of learn about films. And everybody has to learn, you yes. know. Yes. With PowerPoint presentation, with clips, they have to learn about... That the um, that the film director is the artist, just like he would use a pencil. Uh, he is the author, and mm -hmm. he has certain sort of um, certain um, similarities that goes between films. So I take usually the whole film filmography to mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. let them know. But what I was talking about earlier about. I had one Icelandic film, uh, Out of the Darkness, by Helgi Felixson, and we showed that with Pieta, because that, that, that is a film about suicides. Mm. Mm. I also had films about um, abortions, and I have been in contact with the National Health Service in Iceland mm. for many, sort of, like, many topics. Yes. And um, one has been abortions, and uh, then we have a doctor that comes and answers any questions. Um, and of course, this is without taking sides yeah. in any ways. We are sort of neutral. And then um, I had I did something with uh, with trans people, and I show we showed the movie Girl. And we, and also uh, people who are the Association of 78, which is for uh, LGBT, and also with uh, SOO, that is um, 
people who sort of work with um, people who are alcoholics. I, I work with sort of Alcoholics Anonymous and they have come to screenings and talked to the children and as well um, um, Association for Mental Health because and that was an eye-opening for me I showed a film we uh, had screened earlier um, which was called The Mother, The Daughter and The Demons. It's a Swedish movie, a sort of avant-garde movie about um, mentally, uh, a woman who is men mentally um, sick and her daughter and how she sort of lives in that reality. And I had the, the Association for Mental Health and a woman who sort of works with them and had a mother who was mm. like that. And we also had a topic about anxiety. And I was so amazed how the children, they came to us all the time. Why am I so anxious? Why sort of we, uh, you know, yeah. but when I had, had it, it was amazing. And, and was cinema a useful way to have that explained yes. to them? Was it helpful? Yes, yes, absolutely. We screened a movie. We had, uh, you know, a representative of the mental health uh, with us and they had pamphlets and it was finished like mm. in, in the first five minutes. And the children, they came to us and, and they kept yeah. asking, have you been uh, you know ha have you had an anxiety why do i have it i i think this is something that i i'm, I'm definitely going to continue okay. because it's so and you it, know needed it's, so it, ne it's it says doesn't it that film has a lot to say about all kinds of issues even in 2023 when you know the idea of going into a darkened room with with strangers and watching something on a screen might seem a little bit strange on the face of it. If we were starting from here, it would seem strange. Yeah. But even with COVID and even all the damage that that did to audiences and audiences being able to assemble, cinema seems to be, at least here in Iceland, in quite good health. It is, it is. And I hope it will be re remain to, to be like that. I mean, people obviously love, of course, streaming and, and watching at home, but they also like to go to the yeah. movies. Yeah. And uh, we sort of try to have, um, of course, we, we have to have sort of artistic films, and but there's also black. Uh, Sundays, you know, with sort of classic films mm -hmm. and uh, and people are very interested in, yeah. in that. So yeah. the film interest is building up and, and is sort of growing yeah. and I'm happy with that. Do you think maybe that um, since the rise of streaming, I'm thinking of Netflix particularly, but other companies as well, there is much more of an interest now in TV programmes made in and from other countries. Ofaith, for example, Trapped, the Icelandic show, got a million viewers on a Saturday night on, on the BBC in the UK up against all the big shiny floor talent shows. So there's an audience for Icelandic television programmes like this. Has that opened the door to Icelandic cinema? Do you yes, think? and yeah. that is, it did that in the past. When, when cinema, when television started here in Iceland, just before the Icelandic Spring, which is 1979, it uh, came as a sort of a great help for directors who could actually on television budget mm. do films and uh, started their careers as such. 
like Krab Gunnlaugsson started out sort of I would say in, in the TV and 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 others mm-hmm. um, and now it's a golden age of television and mm-hmm. that is something we owe to for instance to David Lynch mm-hmm. and the the film noir which is yeah. sort of the Nordic noir that is often... isn't it interesting that it's not damaging film it seems to be helping film it, this seems to be promoting film it is I think it's promoting films and like you have this fantastic spin-offs like you you have spin-offs of Hitchcock's Psycho you have spin-offs uh, of uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest mm-hmm. and both films are on the syllabus you know yeah, for yeah. me uh, where I teach both in the in the film school Icelandic film school and in Bio Paradis mm-hmm. for the for the older students and uh, now uh, I heard because I also teach Parasite um that is also going to be a spin-off. Oh, really? Yeah. This is the Korean film. Co- the yeah, yeah. South, Korean South Korean film. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this is the Roove English podcast and, and what you teach is in Icelandic, but on the off chance that someone, I don't know, from an Icelandic school uh, is interested and is listening to the podcast, how can they get in touch and find out more about the, the education sessions? Well, um, that's on our website, uh, bioparadis.com. Is and they can also contact me at um, and, and there is my my email address. Sure. And and use Bio Paradise or lose it. You don't want to go through that again, do no, you? No, no, please. <laughs> I really hope it's now the uh, to to stay and yeah, it's yeah. sort of sort of blooming because I think now after a long sort of years of struggling. It's sort of getting smoother because um, there is this sort of they have done a lot of sort of sing along uh, things and sort of happenings yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we screened Rimini, there was a singer who was singing and and um, you know it sort of adds music to yeah. it. There was one other film we screened long time ago, and and then there was a bluegrass band that sort of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's it, and just as a, a sidebar to that, it's at the very heart of, of Reykjavik, of the capital, but what is the availability of cinema in other parts of Iceland, in smaller towns? Is it possible to, if, in Eostadir, go to the cinema, do you know? Well, we have gone to them. OK. And uh, I once went uh, on a round trip to Iceland uh, with um, then-present Europostova. Um, it's uh, sort of the, the it was for the European se- center and uh, we went with a cameraman around mm-hmm. Iceland and we invited them to um, see some of things we had both for children and for adults and mm-hmm. we screened that in all the sort of small villages fantastic well mobile cinema is something that is quite popular in places where there isn't maybe a, a big enough population for a permanent cinema. So it, that went down well, did it? It did, yeah. and uh, I love to talk to the owners uh, mm. or the uh, the ones who sort of managed um, the cinema. Mm. And and their sort of, their struggle, sort of keep the cinema and be able to screen it and sort of... Because cinema is magic, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, and it's some some place where you can forget yourself and you for, for, can forget your struggles, and 
be sort of in another world. And I think that's what, at least that is what sort of drew me to cinema. Well, I'm delighted that you've done your bit to keep the magic alive and to explain the magic as well. A real pleasure talking to you today, Odney. Thank you very much indeed. And thank you very much. Odney Sen joining me today on the Aruv English podcast. And of course, if you want to get in touch with the podcast service, you can anytime. We are English at Aruv.is. You're listening to the Roof English Podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.